Hi there, this is L-Star with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Saturday, October 28, 2023. This Key Races and Bets podcast, as well as the written version of Key Races and Bets blog, is brought to you by Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com, a great legal online wagering website. Amwager.com has some great betting tools and perks for the racing fan and is legal for residents of most states and covers most tracks in North America as well as many around the world. Check it out at amwager.com and join if you're not already a member. You can get the written version of this podcast at amwager.com. Also totally free, even if you're not a member, by clicking on How to Bet and it will start blog. We're going to cover the some of the closing races on closing day at Keeneland this weekend on Saturday, October 28th. A great three-race series, including a couple of really nice races, two of them stakes. We're going to start with the Bowman Mill Stakes, race 8, at 3.40 Eastern Time on Saturday, 10.28. The top win contenders are Royal Slipper and Normandy Hero. Royal Slipper won most impressively in her career debut on October 6th, opening weekend here at Keeneland, and can earn her second win in a row, second win in as many starts, adding to trainer Wesley Ward's Tremendous record with two-year-olds over the past few years. Ward won this race two years ago with Nakatomi. Ward wins an extraordinarily high 30% clip overall in dirt sprints over the last three years. And 27% with second-time starters. 31% when using jockey Joel Rosario as he's doing here. But it's not just about the stats because Royal Slipper is a half-sister, the same dam, to a horse named Bast who won the 2019 Delmar Debutante in only the second start of her career, then won three other stakes before retiring. In that debut, Royal Slipper was away like a rocket from the rail and was never challenged as she was ridden out to an easy win. She could run even better in her second career start and is the one to catch and beat. And as a filly against males, which is no concern as two-year-old females can be more mature than their male counterparts, Royal Slipper gets a few pounds lighter than her opponents, which may offer an additional edge. Normandy Hero was the other contender, returns for his second start at the Keeneland meeting, also off a win just like Royal Slipper. He had won in August in his second career start when leading from start to finish. But that last race, three weeks ago, he relaxed in fourth in the early stages and took over from the rail in the stretch and drew off late. Normandy Hero could run even better here, and if Royal Slipper can't lead from start to finish, Normandy Hero has by far the highest probability among the rest to get up late and win. In the Bowman Mill Stakes, race 6 at Keeneland, post 340 Eastern, Saturday, October 28th, Royal Slipper has a very strong probability to win bet and is a low-odds overlay that I will bet to win at anything 3-2 to two or higher will be a win bet on Royal Slipper. Normandy Hero could be considered for a win bet at 2-1, to one, but I don't think we're going to get those odds, and we could just bet the highest overlay, which is probably going to be Royal Slipper. For the exactters, I just want to box Royal Slipper and Normandy Hero and box it a few times. And then we'll play some doubles and pick threes. I think there's a lot of value in this sequence. So I'm going to read the horses for races 6, 7, and 8. 6 and 7 is the double. 6, 7, 8 is the pick three. In race 6, Royal Slipper and Normandy Hero. In race 7, Chasing Time, Fortin Hill, Traegar, and Pro Oxidant. That's Chasing Time, Fortin Hill, Traegar, and Pro Oxidant. And in race 8, Santorini, Talk of the Nation, and More Than Looks. Santorini, Talk of the Nation, and More Than Looks. Moving on to race 7 at Keeneland, post 4-12 Eastern. The top wing contenders are Chasing Time, Fortin Hill, Traegar, and Prooxident. Now, this isn't a stakes race, but it's classified allowance with a $140,000 purse, which would be a stakes race at many tracks. 
These conditions are very specific, including one which reads, and I'll quote, non-winners of 64,905 to first, two times other than maiden claiming starter restricted or state bred in 2023. There are only two horses which fit those conditions and are the reasons this specific race was probably written for them to run where they otherwise would have no option to keep in shape waiting for stakes races. Those two are Chasing Time Peroxinant. And Chasing Time is my top pick of the two and of the four contenders. Chasing Time won in February where the winner's share of the purse was 63600 So just a little off of 64905 They wouldn't write a race that would be exactly 64904 That would just be silly. It would point right to Chasing Time. Chasing Time also won a race in June where he earned 80000 That race in February is just under this threshold for eligibility. He ran in a strong field at Kentucky Downs on turf, never having run turf previously, recently, likely just to stay in shape, and finished a decent fourth of eight. That has turned out to be a key race from which the winner, which the runner-up and another horse came back to win. Chasing Time is reunited with Joel Rosario, who rode him to the win in February, and two of his four career wins have come at the seven furlong trip, including the one in June with a career best 108 Echo Bay Speed figure, which is the second best in this field by any horse ever. Fortin Hill won strongly at six and a half furlongs in April at Keeneland off a layoff and with Corrales aboard. He goes back from a layoff this time three months at Keeneland with Corrales riding. And that April race then becomes representative of what he can do today, so he figures strongly. Tregar finished ninth in his debut 14 months ago and has been first or second in all five since. He ships out of California for a red-hot trainer, Mark Glatt, 10 for 40 in the last month, who also saddled Dr. Venkman to a near win in a stakes race last weekend. Tregar has superb tactical speed and should be first or second from the start and likely well actually at the wire as well. Paroxident won a race in June worth $80,000 the winner. And his other win this year had a $30,000 winner's share, so he could be the other horse for which this race was written because he fits those conditions. Luis Saez gets back on and rode him to his last win in June at six and a half furlongs. A big effort, which if repeated, makes Paroxident a contender as well. So in race 7 at Keeneland, post 412 Eastern on Saturday the 28th, all four wing contenders appear to have about the same probability. So I plan on looking at odds, 3 to 1 or more. And I'll bet 2 of the 4 at 3 to 1 or more for sure. And those are Chasing Time, Fortin Hill, Tregar, and Paroxident. And this should be a great race to take advantage of that mathematical edge provided by what's called a dutching tool, which prorates wagers for the best value. There's a free dutching tool at amwager.com where you set the amount you want to bet in total, and all the math and all the prorations are done for you to help you get a big edge. This is just one of many tools and perks for the betters at amwager.com. For the exact, I want a box Chasing Time, Fortin Hill, Tregar, and Peroxidant. And even I think if we're live in the pick three with Royal Slipper or Normandy Hero winning race six, I think we should play some doubles. So in race seven, I'm going to play Chasing Time, Fortin Hill, Tregar, and Peroxidant. And in race eight, we're going to play Santorini, Talk of the Nation, and More Than Looks. Race 8 at Keeneland on Saturday, October 28th has a post time of 4.44 Eastern and it is the Bryan Station Stakes for 3-year-olds. The top contenders are Santorini, More Than Looks, and Talk of the Nation. And among the three contenders, Santorini opens at the highest odds 20 to 1, even though I don't think they'll hold up. But we have to start with Santorini. All these are 3-year-old males and all have good turf form. But considering Santorini just beat 3-year-olds and up, older horses, in a very tough field at Kentucky Downs, I think he has a big shot to run better than odds suggest and maybe post the upset. Santorini stretched out to two turns and tried turf for the first time back in January and won. 
then finished six in the stakes, but only beaten a couple lengths. He was third in the rush away on all weather, which is the prep for the uh, the big derby prep, the John Battaglia and the uh, spiral stakes, Jeff Ruby stakes. And he ran very well in that race as well and took a couple months off. And although seventh of 12 was only beaten three lengths, Santorini changed trainers then and took a couple months off after that, returning a sprint with new blinkers and ran the worst race of his career except for his debut. However, stretching out to a first time in blinkers in a route, last time out, Santorini ran huge as he attended the pace in second and battled head-to-head for the last days of mile before winning. The 108 Equibase speed figure was legitimate, and as good as the 109 figure more than looks earned when winning the Jefferson Cup stakes for three-year-olds only three weeks later, and better than more than looks earned winning the grade three Manila stakes in New York in July. So he ran just as fast and as much, much higher odds. I don't think Santorini's last effort was a fluke by any means, and with it being likely here that Dude and Colorado, Mostash and Runaway Storm will all use their early position all use their inside positions to go for the lead, Santorini may get a perfect trip in fourth in the early stages and be able to capitalize for the upset. More than looks has no knocks and gets a good pace scenario for his late kick because three of the five horses three to five horses may want the early lead. He rallied from 8th of 9 to win the Jefferson Cup last month and won the Manila 2 before that, as I mentioned earlier. He ran the last quarter-mile Jefferson Cup in under 23 seconds, and that's fantastic. And with a good trip, more than looks, can win his third stakes race in a row. Talk of the nation, like Santorini, will need to take back and let the early speed types like Mostache or Runway Storm go for the lead and go way too fast for their own good. That's exactly what Talk of the Nation did in March, winning the Columbia Stakes, rallying from 4th. He was a bit closer up last month when second of eight in the gunrunner at Kentucky Downs, going by the leader in the stretch, reeling by a half length, and that race had a $1 million purse. And that earned a 111 Equibase speed figure, best in the field, and Talk of the Nation certainly appears capable of repeating it with Jose Ortiz riding back. In the Bryan Station Stakes, race eight at Keelan, post 444 Eastern on Saturday, October 28th. Among the three win contenders, the only one offering value even with fair odds of 2-1, to one, it's going to be Santorini because the other two, talk, more than looks talking nation, will probably be 2-1 to one or less. So I'll bet Santorini to win. And I would normally consider a place bet, but because it's going to pay much better, the exact will pay much better, I'm going to play a dollar exactly, at least a dollar, of all over Santorini instead of a place bet. Then I want to play talk of the nation and more than looks over Santorini to have another bet in case he runs second. It's very likely he'll be beaten by one of the favorites. In additional exact, I want to box Talk of the Nation, Santorini, and more than looks. And then most important of all, I like a trifecta here. And the trifecta is going to be Talk of the Nation, Santorini, and more than looks. Over all, over Talk of the Nation, Santorini, and more than looks. That way, when you play the three-horse exacta box and this trifecta with these three horses in first and third and all in second, if any two of the three come in first and second or first and third, you win one of the bets. And if all three come in first, second, and third, you win both bets. And with Santorini at 20 to 1, that's really worth the risk to play those wagers. Don't forget, you can get the written version of this Key Races and Bets podcast, which, of course, is called the Key Races and Bets blog, totally free at amwager.com by clicking on How to Bet and Ella Stars blog. While you're there, if you're not a member, look around. You'd be really happy you did. It's a great betting site. I'll be in there all weekend myself. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week with our Breeders' Cup analysis.